Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode three of My Runner's Mind. I'm thrilled that you're here. The idea for this podcast came to me out on a run, as a lot of my inspiration does. Can you relate? Do you find you get your best ideas or solutions when you're out on a run? Yeah, I definitely do. It's no coincidence, really, because when we do something we love, and you love running, right? <laughs> We're in our elements. I truly believe in a higher power. I didn't used to, but I do now. And I have ever since I started running because I see proof of this connection to a higher source um, time and time again when I run. I'll give you an example. In the morning when I do my gratitude and my mindset, if something, if I have a question or something I can't quite figure out what to do, I'll pose a question in my mind, of course, and I'll pose it before I go out on a run, sort of to spirit. I'll put it out there. And then I let go of my typical hustle for the solution, which is to turn it over in my head over and over again. I completely let go of that, right? I've kind of put it out to spirit and I go out for my run and I just leave it behind. I leave the question behind and I do that knowing that I put it out to spirit already, right? So I have that trust and that faith in doing that. So while I'm running, this intuitive download hits me and it's a solution or an idea that serves really well to the question that I posed. And it usually doesn't fail and it's just incredible and it's so subtle how it just kind of drops in, right? It's not like this thing that just kind of hit me upside the head and I stop in my track or anything, but it just kind of, I don't know, imagine it floating in and just kind of being there present in your mind, right? So if you want to try this out, one thing you'll want to definitely clean up before you do this is your thoughts about running, right? So what I mean about that is that if you're currently working, if your thoughts are currently working against you, and against the whole idea of running. And these would be thoughts such as, oh, I don't want to do this. I have to do this. I should do this. My training program says I need to do it. Then you're not very likely to get many intuitive downloads. You'll just get a lot more of the same kind of thoughts, right? Because your brain will look for proof for what you're telling it. And look for evidence, right? That's what our brain constantly does. It searches for proof to what we tell that, what we tell it. So basically, 
if you've been saying these things that, oh, I don't want to do it and all that jazz, then you'll get more proof that running is hard. And it'll serve you up thoughts like, my legs are tired. My breathing is off. Ah, the weather sucks. My knee really hurts today. I can't do this today. So it'll look for proof that running is hard. Do you see what I'm saying? Basically, our words matter, right? Even the ones we don't speak out loud, the words that we hold in our head all day long. And we hold about 60,000 thoughts every single day. That's a lot of thoughts, right? And for whatever reason, the majority of us have been conditioned to hold negative thoughts. So our words create our thoughts and thoughts start our attitude rolling, right? I talked a little bit about what makes up attitude and whatnot in a previous episode, and you can go back and listen to that. But basically, poor thoughts equal poor feelings equal poor results, right? Which brings me to what I wanted to talk about today, (laughs) that words make all the difference. Okay, and I love bringing in quotes. So listen to this quote from the book, Let Your Mind Run by Dina Castor, which if you haven't figured it out yet, she's my absolute favorite author and runner. Here's her quote. Our thoughts can either stifle or draw out our physical potential, right? Wow. That is powerful, right? So the effect of word choice encouraged Dina in the book. It encouraged her to look at words that frequented her vocabulary, as she put it. So she said like hard, cold, tired were all words that she frequent or she used on a run every single time she went for a run, right? And so she realized that replacing those words instead with challenging, tough, adapting, provided a greater feeling for her of strength and purpose, right? And it's it's just a slight tweak. And sometimes we get a little cavalier about how, well, words don't really matter that much, or it's how big of a difference is it? But trust me, just feel inside yourself what you're left with when you hear hard, cold, tired, right? What feeling does that kind of drum up in you? And is it a feeling that that's going to serve you out on your run, right? So I have seen this at play so often for myself. And I hear it about it from other runners as well. So I'll give you an example. A mile from where I live, there is a steep hill. I mean, a really steep hill. It's a steady, almost one mile climb to the top. And a friend of mine who introduced me to this hill when I first moved here, she had already named it Killer Hill, right? And she used to mountain bike it. So it became Killer Hill. And so she introduced me to this hill. And of course, in my vocabulary, it became Killer Hill. So I was also my mountain biking with her back then. And the name did seem really fitting because often I would come to an just almost crawl around halfway up, right? You'll start out really strong and then pretty soon you're crawling. And I was left with the feeling that my lungs were somewhere between my mouth and my handlebars. I mean, that's how intense this climb is. So my friend and I would psych each other up and talking about climbing Killer Hill. And over the years, it was just Killer Hill in my vocabulary. 
So when I took up running, it became sort of a rite of passage to run Killer Hill in one go successively, right? Albeit at a snail's pace, but who's counting? So the initial victory, though, of climbing it pretty soon was replaced by a feeling of dread, I noticed. Sort of like, uh-oh, got to run Killer Hill today to get anywhere or to get the amount of miles in that I'm looking at today or whatnot, right? Because I knew just a mile in that how hard it was and how it would left, leave me feeling. So I realized I needed to do something. And all all it was really was changing my attitude about it, right? And remember, attitude is made up of thoughts first, right? So the easiest way was to change how I thought about it. But how do you think about Killer Hill favorably, right? When it's called Killer Hill. So I renamed Killer Hill Gratitude Hill. And I love it because it embodies the sense of accomplishment I feel when I run it. And it's also a way to thank it in my mind for its contribution to my contribution to my running fitness, right? Because it's made all the difference in my conditioning and, and how I run. And so that said, it's renaming it Gratitude Hill has just made all the difference in how I think about it, how I think about running it before I have, I'm actually running it and while I'm running it now. So if you have anything like this in your vocabulary, out on your run, you might want to give it a try and see if there's another way you can, you can think about things like that. I'm really big on words and language in running because prior to really looking at the, my word choices and the language I was using about running, I hated running. I really didn't like it because it was always hard. It always sucked. <laughs> Literally the wind out of me, right? And so I just realized that for me to be successful, which was my desired outcome, I needed to set myself up for success by choosing good words, by choosing good language and honoring that every single time that I go out for a run and in between my runs, right? So I don't talk derogatorily about running or my runs or my accomplishments on a run because it really doesn't serve a purpose. It doesn't mean that every single run is equally good or that I don't have nuances in how I perceive them. That's not what I'm trying to say, but I just really capitalize on the fact that I understand that my thoughts completely create my feeling about my run. And that feeling in my body will determine my perception of my run when I'm out running, right? So I want to encourage you to try and do the same. Think about the vocabulary that you use when you run. Just maybe take pen to paper, spend five minutes, 10 minutes, jot it down and just kind of see what comes up for you. Or you can spend like a day or two days and just kind of reflect when you think about running what are some of the phrases you're using? What are some of the words that you hear again and again? Just jot those down. Do that without any real 
judgment or censoring, just be honest here and just jot them down because that's going to benefit you the most that you kind of get a clear picture of where you're at. And then from there, you can then go in and see, oh, wow, I really have a lot of negative thoughts tied into running. I just kind of talk about it. And more than likely you do it because you're, you haven't stopped to think about it. So either you have inherited it from another fellow runner, maybe, or just kind of, this is how you hear everybody talking about it. Or just because, as I mentioned earlier, we're sort of conditioned to view the world from a glass half empty rather than half full. That's really just how we're all conditioned through media and and whatnot. So I encourage you to give that a try and see what you come up with. Hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next episode. All right, take care. All right, runner friends, I'm excited to announce that enrollment for the May to August 2021 round of My Runner's Mind is open for enrollment now. This is for you if you're drawn to add mindset and spiritual coaching into your running routine. In My Runner's Mind, we have community and accountability every single day. And I know how important that is. I'm a runner myself. We have weekly group coaching. We have personal check-ins from me daily. We have personal coaching calls with me. It's an incredible and supportive community for the runner who's ready for some change in her running routine and who's looking for more than simply adding more weekly miles or adding another strength routine. So you can find more info on Instagram at Stina underscore Turgeon, and that's spelled S-T-I-N-E underscore T-U-R-G-E-O-N. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world just one run at a time.